in 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory. At the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 205 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with socials. Uh, the Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. Uh, YouTube, again, I'm, I'm going to keep calling for it now because we're close to 1,000 subscribers. So please subscribe if you're watching and you haven't. And Spotify, Money. iTunes, Imagine. please rate. Thank you. Uh, Dan Bates is here. Hello, everybody. And Tom Rouse is here. My God. Oh, my we God. Don the with... dead. Yeah, back from the dead. <laughs> it wasn't going to be my choice of words, but here we are. Uh, Harry, I, all I'm looking at is your Barcelona top. That's all I'm looking at. I, I don't know what to say. Um, I don't know where to start with the, the Neves conversation, but we should probably start with um, Wolves, Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the last time we did a podcast. So a uh, very important win, a huge win. It started raining, which meant we got, pissed on in the north bank uh so let's start there i think you called it a six pointer before the game and Mm -hmm. i think you're right and it was important to take three points yeah it was a a massive game and we might as well just say what we did because it started raining where we sit in the north bank we watched probably 90 percent of the game down in the concourse because we didn't (laughs) want to get absolutely soaked so but yeah (laughs) nervous very very, uh very important game and we just about scraped over the line didn't we really let's be honest we played well first half I thought I, thought, I think we deserved to um, uh, take the lead when we eventually did and then obviously the, the great save by Saar but it was it was still a bit worrying for me like we, we did deserve the win but we were playing a Forest team who are awful so I don't know whether it is we played well or they were just shocking 
But it was all about the three points, wasn't it? And I was chuffed for Davis. And in the end, we got the job done, but it weren't straightforward at all, was it? I think the thing is, Dan, it was a must win. And obviously, songs from the South Bank were he's only got one hand, which was true. But after the game, I heard that Steve Davis went to the pub with his mates, as he normally (laughs) would do after a match, and just chatted it out. But how class is that? Is that actually true? Yeah. 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 Wow, yeah, that's quality. Man of the people. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think of it? I mean, it it wasn't the best performance of the season, was it? We we got there, didn't we? Mm. We like we just did enough. Credit to Saar where credit's due, because he's had a couple of stinkers this year on a couple of them. So fair play for actually saving that with a broken hand, apparently. Um, yeah. What can you say? We just about beat probably the worst <laughs> team in the league by a distance. Uh, that I don't know. Three points. That's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah. Take the. Take the single positive. It's three more points. We need to get to, what, 35, 38 or something like that. It's a pretty mm. poor year this year. Tom, oh, it's great to have you back in the realm of YouTube. Um, what did you think of it all? Because I think he played the right team. I think he played the most attacking team that he probably could have played. So f- for me, there were no arguments on that front. But how, how do you think it all played <clears throat> out? I actually thought the first... Uh... 20 or 30 minutes or so was very good. And the way that we were playing the ball forward was unlike we'd seen under Bruno. There was a few times where Neves or a member of the back four was actually pinging it through the midfield and surpassing you know, a section of the pitch. Whereas before, it was very tedious, very sideways for a long period. And then we sort of... I don't know whether it was trying to be a bit of rope-a-dope under Bruno and just try and tie up other teams out. But we haven't got the capabilities or skill to be able to create a quick one-two on the edge of the 18-yard box. So we do need to rely on these big over-the-top balls. And I think the way that they utilised Traore on uh, Saturday was quite good. And he had quite a good game because, again, he's playing against the worst... I don't can't remember who it was. The worst left-back in the league, though, by virtue of playing for the worst team in the league. Um, but yeah, we had some, some joy and that's where the goal came from ultimately, wasn't it, with Traore's mm. winning that uh, penalty. I thought he had a really good game. Um, I thought I liked the subs that came on as well, the young lads uh, that Hodge. just ran around. Bueno, obviously, which we'll come to in the Palace game, I thought was uh, excellent in, in that game. But um, Hodge, was it? No, was it Hodge? Who was the young lad that came uh, that came on yeah, was, yeah, and kicked Hodge the Hodge made that tackle, didn't he? Yeah, that was yeah. Hodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, that was a good moment. It's something that we've lacked for a long time. <laughs> but we can't rely on 18 to 20-year-olds to have that impetus. Diego Costa, though, uh, top shithousery. Big fan of that <laughs> yeah. with, uh, in the second half. Um, so there were some positives to take out of it, but then ultimately wasn't followed up on Tuesday night with the with the result and the second half performance at, at Palace, unfortunately. Mm. Harry, let's stick with Nottingham Forest. I mean, he's met, Tom's mentioned the uh, substitutions there, and they all came uh, in the last 10 minutes of the game. Uh, working with the small squad, does it seem that, Nuno was the only kind of guy that could work with that small squad. Everyone seems to be having that same difficulty with making the changes that they clearly want to make, but it's so late on the game that it's not really going to make a difference. Well, it was a situation because we were hanging on, really, wasn't we? We Eight minutes added time in the end, and he had to make some changes. And 
like you said, the squad's small, so he's got to bring on the likes of Hodge Bueno. And to be fair, that Hodge tackle was probably one of the highlights of the game. Uh, it was a big cheer. A tackle. We have, yeah. yeah, we don't have much to cheer about these <laughs> yeah. days. And obviously, the, you know, like my dad's, you know, I'm a stretch my dad, and he's like, yes, yeah, what you like to see, you know what I mean? You know, man's game. But um, I was thinking back as well to Kilman's header when he hit the post. I thought that was quite unlucky. Yeah. Um, and yep. I agree with uh, what Tom said about Costa. He's, he's just a character, and he like he had lost that side of right. him. But at the end of the day, we did creep across the line, and in the grand scheme of things, it was absolutely huge. And it was nice to see the players seem like they care, and they seem like they wanted to play for Davis. Where we lost that <coughs> Bruno Large, I think he just lost the dressing room. So, yeah. and Traore was absolutely brilliant, and he got a lot of stick online, which I was shocked at. But I thought we had a really good game. I agree with that. Dan, do you think that? I mean, you know, he, he's starting games now. I, I think he should be, regardless of where his future lies. He's clearly a threat. Oh, most definitely. It, the thing that interests me, what Harry said, is that it, from the Forest game, he said he thought the players clearly wanted to play for the manager and were trying. And, you know, we're going to come on to it. But from my experience watching the second half of Palace, it's the exact opposite. So a strange turn of events in a short space of time. Mm. Yeah. Tom, uh, Bubakar Traore came on. I, I think he made a difference. And obviously, we'll, we'll talk about Palace and stuff because he, he earned himself a starting berth. But do, do you see a player in there? Do you think that it works with the system that Steve Davis clearly wants to play? I said to my dad, he's all arms and legs, isn't he? He's, <laughs> up, he, he's, very, he's got a very wide wingspan. Uh, but um, he's very raw. Like we were told when the, when we signed him, I think he's very young. He's very inexperienced in uh, you know top level football. So I think we've got to be patient with him. There does look like there's a player there, but he's going to get a few red cards from two yellows, which I think he would have got the other night had he not been taken off. He's not mm. going to be able to keep up with the pace of the Premier League at the moment. But hopefully, the you know the World Cup break and a bit of time to settle into the country and to because I don't know if you like got this from the you know when they introduced him and they sort of showed that video of his first day it seemed as if nobody was talking to him it was only eight nori who was sort of like oh you're french as well come on let's talk <laughs> yeah, to each other the french revolution uh, so i think there's going to be a bit of a settling in period for him but i did like him i liked what i saw in the what game did he come on before the man city game yeah i think he's shown a little bit where he's got some potential but it's going to be a long time until we see what he can actually do Harry, how did you solve a problem like Johnny? Because I think a lot of us were probably like, I don't think... Normally, you'd say, yes, actually, right back. I, I prefer him in that position when Samedo's not playing there. But mm. what? how did you think he did? Because I, I think his link-up play was poor and it didn't get in around the back enough. Yeah, he... <laughs> He was okay in, in in spells in the game, but again, not good enough. Which he got dropped in the game after. So it's it's a, it's a it's a tough one with Johnny because we've said before, haven't we? In, in years gone by, he's always been a solid seven, eight out of ten every week. In a back four, he, he seems to have struggled when he's played left back. They switched into right back, weren't too much better. Is it his double injuries that have got, uh, are catching up on him? Maybe, but obviously we keep saying we're going to get onto Palace. The we will talk about Samedo had a shock of that second half that game, but I, I hope he can improve. And for his standards, he hasn't been good enough at all. And he's a senior player, and we need him to start leading by example, don't we? Really, I, I, to be honest, I genuinely think it's that you can say that about quite a lot of players. Yeah, from yeah. what I've seen yeah, this year, you know, Johnny had that one. Which game was it at home? Um, we had an absolute storm. That's and he was brilliant. Yeah, mm. he was absolutely super. Then he drops off. Then well, all of them have done it. it mm. No one's getting that consistent good form that you need to be a decent team. It's frustrating, mm -hmm. isn't it? So it's like got eleven Adamas on the pitch. 
What, I think that's, no, that's fair. Uh, Harry, do you think Saar is obviously in this game the difference? It's the second penalty that he has saved at home. He's rescued the points uh, every single time. Um, do you think it's fair that so much is put on his shoulders? And and also, what do you think of the VIR decisions? Because for me, I, I think both penalties were, were soft. Mm. Uh, I think Fulham's was probably more soft than Wolves, but I'm obviously biased. But what did you think about the decision? But also, what do you think about the way that it was handled in the build-up to that decision being awarded, where you're sat in the stadium going, what's going on? Well, first of all, on Saar, he's been a bit dodgy this season, but ironically, he broke his wrist when he saved the first penalty against Fulham, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and then he yeah. saved this one again. So, yeah, he's been he's been hit and miss like everybody. On VAR, I was speaking to Seb about this when we was watching it down the concourse, and I listened to Gary Neville on a podcast. And he said when they're on Sky Sports, they can hear in their ears VAR, like Stockley Park yeah. and the referee speaking to each other. And it's yeah. only happened once where when the referee runs over to that screen, yeah. 99% of the time, the decision's already been made and he's just running over for show just to go, go and have a look, but you are giving this or, you know, vice versa. So, yeah, as soon as he runs over, I knew they were both being given. On the actual penalties, as I'll be honest, I didn't even notice it until I saw the slowed down replay. Technically, it probably is a penalty, but I think that was a soft one, as I, I've got to admit. And their penalty, Nunes, just a bit clumsy, wasn't it? Tussling with their player, so I think it was a penalty for them. But yeah, on VAR, it, it's so inconsistent, as we know. But when they're going to run over, lads, you just know they're giving it straight away. You just, yeah. And it takes so long, it just kills the atmosphere, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Tom, bring you in there. To be honest, I haven't watched the the clips back again, but I will say the time it took was ridiculous. And I don't oh. think that was reflected then in the... In the stoppage time, perhaps I think there were there was eight minutes, but there were also a couple minutes, of injuries. Yeah, a... There were a couple of injuries and other things like that. But yeah. I genuinely think that each one probably took three minutes. Add yeah. on top of that, close to ten substitutions in the game. I think you know football needs to take a leaf out of rugby's book and stop the clock when these things are happening. I don't know why still we have to have stoppage all night, time. Tom. For those Sorry? who listen, Tom is Welsh, so that's the only sport that they're good at. <laughs> uh, but no, I no, I do agree. I think the stop clock thing should definitely be brought in because it, it just clears up any conversation. No, goofy, yeah, yeah. We'll be there forever. We'll be two and a half. It'll be American football. It'll be two and a half hours. No, that is, that is what happens come with rugby on. nowadays. Mm. Come on, it's not the same. Not enough watch them for an hour and a half, Sam. <laughs> no, no, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, if it was anyone, any team but ours, no, I agree. But but surely, surely, Dan, you, you, you've got to bring stop the clock in. Make the game 60 minutes then. We'll have American football. Four quarters, the Pepsi mega time, last 10 minutes. Yeah, Cheerleaders. As short as possible. Cheerleaders, yes. What was the dance school where they used to do the halftime show? Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember it. Awful. Um, it was terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was it was awful. We can't score a nine in the half time game now. 60. <laughs> I mean, man of the match, Harry, I think it has to be something. Uh, it's got to be Gibbs White for Forrest, isn't it? Man of the match. <laughs> yeah, he was shit, wasn't he? He was shocking. He now, was man of the match for us, I'll, I'll give it Sar or Traore. I'll tell you what, I'll go with Traore. Uh, Tom? Uh, probably Sar. It's got to be Sar, isn't it? Bailey's got three Sars. I don't like giving goalkeepers man of the match, but when it's that tight and it's a penalty <laughs> save, you're probably correct. It's outrageous. He didn't have anything else to do, to be fair. Well, it's look, his job, let, Roy let's take it, let's... But Troy was good. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Troy was good. Yeah, he was. Let's have a, let's have a look at um, Palace. Palace away. Uh, Bayless, obviously, it's a bus stop from your house. Uh, but Hugo Bueno 
comes in at left back and you're thinking, oh, okay, Smedo in at right back. He had an absolute stormer at first half, didn't he? Well, it was the weird... I actually haven't watched Wolves play a game like this for ages. It was complete two halves. <clears throat> and fair enough, it's because we let him back in so quickly. Um, but first half, passed the ball nicely. Traore in the middle, gets himself about. You're right, Tommy, is like a daddy long legs. But he, had, he just sort of got about and caused trouble and the ball broke down a lot and he let Wolves play. And the move Wolves created for the goal, the finish is just the end of it. It's actually where the ball gets turned over, how quickly we move the possession and get it out wide. That's fantastic. And I thought Bueno looked pretty unfazed by the event. He, he seemed to have a very good game. But Costa should have scored in the first half. Oh, yeah, he should have. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. What was he doing? Twice. Oh, we haven't got a, a wall striker hasn't scored a goal yet this year, unless the <laughs> well, we, have, we haven't got any. Um, <laughs> I mean, we got one. <laughs> He's thirty-three years, thirty-four years old. But then you can't go and do what we did in the second half. Fair enough. It's bad luck. We conceded early, but it was bad defending. We've let them get on top straight away out the gate. We're always going to put us on the back foot. But then it was like. We invited pressure for so long and then the yeah. mistake was just ridiculous. It's not a mistake, in fact. It's not. The second goal isn't a mistake. It's, I don't know what it is. Laziness. Don't care. Disorganised. It's not disorganisation. Putting one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. as quickly as the break in front of you isn't to do with your organisation. You're either unfit, fair enough, mm. but you haven't played a lot of football, or you're not asked. That's my mm. only two opinions I can draw from it. Which do you think it is? I dread to, unfortunately, I think it's he's not asked. Obviously, we're talking about Samedo here, but yeah, as I you just, said, first half he had Zaha in his pocket. Let's be honest, he was brilliant. I've, but I've, I've got, got to admit, he was he was at fault. He was at fault for two goals, there's no doubt. He was, he was, he was at, first half. Yeah, he got everywhere. Yeah, he was. Kept yeah. Out. But we were organised first half, and then we let them come at us, and they did open up a bit of space. Mm. But. If you know a team's coming on you in the ascendancy, you either drop off and face it, or you bloody get hold of your man. Yeah. Worst comes to the worst, he's a yard outside the box, slash him in half. Yeah. Take the yellow, free kick, good luck. I think the, the big thing for a lot of people was uh, looking at the substitutions and going, these just don't make sense. So Steve Davis came out at the end of the game and said, we, we had to, Adam had a small injury before the game. We had to do it even though he was causing them problems. Bubakar was fatiguing massively and Nunes had a bang on the head that we're a bit worried about. So, I mean, Tom, you have to take them in, in that instance. You know, they've got all the data behind it to back it up. But obviously, it's still massively disappointing because, like like Harry said and Dan, that first half was miles, miles apart from, from the second half performance. I, th- I do believe that they all genuinely had knocks or injuries it's just bad man management or game management to take all three yeah. of them off at the same time, same time yeah. stagger that across 10-15 minutes and manage the game a little bit better particularly because you're bringing on uh, the young lad who's only 20 and has played one half of a Premier League game and, and a couple of minutes the other night uh, I think it would have been better to have tried to stagger it a bit more and and uh, Ease all three of them into the game, but saying that they all nearly contributed to a goal as soon as they come on, didn't they? I can't remember exactly yeah. what happened, but they all touched the ball to get it into the box. Nunes uh, was the ball. It's just again, just the the lack of depth in the in the, on the bench is just so clear to see when you're in a situation like that when you have to make three subs and 
all three of them are just so key to the starting eleven that they're irreplaceable, really. I was sat there, Dan, thinking, how how is he going to change that? And I was thinking in my head, I was like, I don't think he can. I don't think there's any way of changing this game. When you look at the bench and you go, okay, well, who comes off? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think Adama should. If he has to come Adams. off, then should come, but yeah. But when you, you look at it, you go, "Well, uh, who do you replace?" I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't think. I, I, I've been so disappointed with Guedes O'Harry. I, I just. Oh. I've not been impressed at all by him. He really needs He's a new to Roger Johnson. He yeah. does seem like that. I mean, it's like there was so much, um, so much expectation when he came, and you, you're looking at the the fans where he came from. And they're like, oh my god, I can't believe he's he's gone to Wolves. I'm looking at him, going, I don't see it. I, there, there's nothing there that makes you think there's a player in there because he's not coming close every game. He's not making the runs. He's not getting in behind. He's just not doing it. I don't know if it's because he's playing out of position, which may may a little bit. Was good. It, but I don't know. I don't know where. Spurs I don't know where. Right. Yeah, he was good at Spurs, but he is in a team that is scared of running to the box. But on the substitutions, like I agree with what Tom said, making them all at the same time was ridiculous. And I'm glad we did find out it was a fitness thing, though, because I was, it, it, it literally cost us the game, I yeah. think, those three subs. Because yeah. we bring on Martinho and Hodge, and we obviously we take off Traore and Nunes, and we've got two midgets in midfield, and they've got some big lads panicked. That is it it's so us. true. It, it, looked, it looked like two borrowers in the land of the Giants. It was yeah. ridiculous. I mean, why and then are you belting They are a big team, Palace. Yeah, and we couldn't keep hold of the ball. The constant pressure on our back four then, they just couldn't cope. Obviously, we just mentioned how Samedo fell apart. Collins and Kilman struggled. I mean, Kilman on the second goal... He like looked like a fifty-year-old man trying to stick his leg out to try and intercept the pass. It was just bizarre. But as you mentioned, Tom, that we created a chance straight away. Costa laid it back to Hodge. He got the ball in the box, and I think he got the Wolves PTSD and just shit himself and didn't want to shoot. Yeah, he didn't want to shoot. But it, I feel a bit sorry for Davis because I've, I've been really, you know, he's he's two, he's three team selections he's had have been right. I think all fans would agree he's made the right, but. That's his probably first big blunder is making all three of those substitutions at the same time because it did throw the game away. I think we'd have come away with something if we'd have played it differently. Because I know Palace come out flying, but we if we could have stayed tight for the first 10 minutes of that second half and done something different with the substitutions, we could have come come away with a point in that game. But I just also want to say, if you haven't mentioned it, again, Traore, fair play to him. Really good performance, good good. header. I mean, he finally got a goal. And yeah, and and Bueno, what what a performance yeah, from him! I thought defensively he was excellent. He, yeah. he he's put in the senior place. A shame it is the way he performed. He's showing that he can be done. And that cross, so say, I'll take your space. Yeah, that yeah. cross is incredible. Bit, uh, I don't know. He's better I than think, Nori. Yeah, I agree. However, this I think there, there was a there was an element of the senior players did step up to cover him quite a lot in that first half. Yeah. So he it was always two on one. He, he was never one on one with anybody and mm. I think that does make a big difference but I think that completely dropped off in the second half I don't know why um just sorry as well how different would the game been as well if, if Neves's free kick went in oh the outside yeah. of the post no I right thought I was end. waiting for the I was waiting for the net to run me North yeah. at the post in the first half before they did yeah. did yeah yeah but we had a handball yeah. shout as well second half yeah that's what VAR again to. yeah mm. I've yeah. seen those given if you're Man City, Same. Liverpool, Arsenal. Agree. I completely agree. I've got the screenshot so, of it. It just yeah. the ball to is going to go past him if it doesn't. To me, start. to me, that's handball. Oh, was yeah. there argument it hit his knee first? I saw that somewhere, but I think it still hit his hand. It's it's, you know, it's not. It's unnatural. Like that. That's 
Not Remember the Matinho one? Was it against yeah. City? Against City. Man, Man City. City yeah. Was it Man City? Yeah. Away. Yeah. And that, that was that was turning around and getting hit on the back, wasn't but it? But that like, hit him like in the there. Yeah. 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 yeah like they still managed to give it City there. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, I think I think it's a point there. Who, who missed the sitter as well? Second half, was it Kilmer? But I think it was offside. Oh, anyway. no, Collins. Collins. He was offside Collins anyway, but yeah. Shocking. That was just in a nutshell, wasn't it? That finish. That's a Wolves finish. That it really was. <laughs> Three yards. It really was. Um, I don't want to do a man of the match for that performance, but Bueno, give it. Yeah, Bueno. I think it. Uh, sorry, Bueno. Why did I say Hodge? Yeah, Bueno. Yeah, Hodge. No. Hodge, no, Hodge, Hodge got the sorry. small award, um, and that's about <laughs> it. Well, look, let's. What do you do here, Harry? Do we go and talk about Leicester, or do we talk about the Ruben Neves interview? Let's. I think we should talk about the manager situation and Neves and everything. Agree. Sure. So. Uh, might be all said no. Um, mm-hmm. I, do you know what? I've spoken to a lot of Villa fans today and said, you know, the wheels have come off since he's gone. He's clearly held in high regard in the football world. He's done wonders with Gerard at Rangers. He's done the same at Villa because, you know, their resurrection from the dead was was probably mostly built on what he did, aside from the Sheffield United fiasco of goal line technology, because they should be down. But no, we will let it go. Um, but what do you think of, of somebody of his calibre and his experience being the manager um, yeah. to reject Wolves? What do you think about that? Well, first of all, we've got to talk about Lapategui rejecting us as well at some point and how bad Scott says and Jeff are. But yeah, on this Beal, Again, never heard of him. I hadn't I hadn't heard of him. And I looked into no. it. And for me, it would have been a gamble. But obviously, Jeff and that love potential, don't they? Like that's what they, when we were getting Bruno Large and it was, oh, he's inexperienced. He's been in England a bit. He went to Benfica, but let's give him a go. So this Beal, everyone's raving about him because he's good at interviews and he's been a good assistant manager and obviously started off well at QPR. But it would have been a huge risk. It would have. And it could have gone absolutely pear-shaped. And he might have looked at it and thought, I don't want to be involved with that that squad they've got there currently, how small it is, and he's heard what the hierarchy are like. But it's a shambles. It's a complete shambles the way it's gone. And I don't I don't get why everyone thinks it would have just been unreal if he'd have, if he'd have come in. He's inexperienced at the end of the day. He wouldn't have just come in and made it all incredible and we'd have flew at the table. I think that's a bit unrealistic. But he did speak well, I'll give him that. And he's a he's a breath of fresh air, but He's got to prove it as an actual manager, which he is at QPR at the moment. And I'm not overly devastated we haven't got him, to be honest. I'd rather have Lopetegui if he can get over his uh, personal issues. In all fairness, Harry, there's a big QPR fan at work and he was just raving about him. Apparently, the way QPR are now playing is like he's never seen. Mm. Like, fair enough, it's the championship, but QPR are top. And I don't think they've gone and spent a hell of a lot of money. He's turned them into a decent team. I'd I'd liked it as a gamble. Tom, you were looked like you were holding your tongue there. What what's your view? So um it reminded me, the whole situation reminded me a little bit of when Everton approached Nuno when we were in the championship after about the same point of the season. Oh, good point. And good we were yeah, yeah, yeah. we were yeah. flying, but Nuno had come out and all the time we've been saying that you know he was here for the long term, he was building a project, all this sort of stuff. Which if you watch Mick Beale or whatever his name is, Mike yeah. Beale, uh, that's what he was saying. And I'm, it's nice to see a bit of integrity and loyalty in football. Still, it's a shame that it's played badly on us, but actually, it's it was refreshing to see that. I think that those two but, things were, were things that he picked up on. He said, you know, there's no loyalty in football, and it's nice yeah. to actually re- repay a little bit of faith. Yeah. And it's and you know he deserves now 
to go on and, and get QPR promoted and build his reputation that way rather than a quick jump to the Premier League and maybe finish 17th, 16th with us and then, you know, where does he go from there? I think he's also bought himself a little bit of time in that he, if he doesn't get promoted, yeah, then he gets yeah, another yeah. crack at it. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing I would say on the whole situation is that how naive or stupid, if you want to say, uh, she and Sellers were to come out in the morning yesterday and say, he's our number one target, having not actually spoken to him and sounded out like, is he genuinely going to come? They've done it through sort of third parties and agents and stuff. But actually, you know, I only had to watch the interview that he did after the Cardiff game and you knew he's not going to come to us. He's, he's pretty sold on the QPR idea. Um, so it just smacks of desperation and bad planning, no contingency. There should have been a line of managers we were talking to since the summer. Bruno was under pressure in May. Why is it now at the end of October that we're still like, oh, well, Lopetegui's dad might die soon and we could go for him <laughs> then. Why has it got to that point? It should have been, no, no, true. there should have been three or four managers who we, we could just knock on their door, right, we'll have you. Why we haven't spoken to Sean Dyche? Why we haven't been linked with Pochettino or Tuchel, even you know, speculatively, they've not even been spoken about. Why are we scraping around, you know, with these two managers? And it's been so mm. public and so embarrassing now for the yeah. board that I can't see anything other than them being then they're going to have to go, Sellers and she, because of how bad they've done in this uh, this situation. But it will lead to us getting relegated because of how bad they've done in this. They s- they sacked Bruno without a plan, didn't they? They just did that oh, without yeah. no backup. It was a bit of bit of pressure because there was a few boos in the West Ham game. They thought well, we better sack him now. Mm. I think you've got to you've got to look at the crux of it that Jeff Shee's been able to ride a wave of us being pretty good, but when it comes down to it, he's a puppet that's been put there by his overlords. He's done a job. He's been able to ride through it because there hasn't been really any challenge. Yeah. You know, his team and his money have got him to this point. And now when he's actually got to try and run a football club rather than a business, he doesn't know the first thing about it. I think he's made one good decision. You can pinpoint it to when Laurie Dalrymple left. I think that's yeah. where the wheels came off behind Farewell. the scenes. Farewell as well. Farewell. Yeah. Yeah. Farewell. Exactly yeah. you know, he hasn't got football people anymore. They are financiers. No. He's Correct. clearly not a very good one, the state Fosner, in any way. No, um, no, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, he's been called out. We, we've mm. the fans have probably now realised that he's been put there. He doesn't really know what he's doing, and this Correct. is the opportunity he's had to prove it, as as he has for the last six to twelve months as well. Mm. Pretty much, other than giving us some money to buy some players, yeah. Well, look how naive he was with the Man City comments as well when he first. Did an interview, oh, his yeah. first few interviews, he said, <laughs> yeah, We're going to be like Man City in five years. He shot himself in the foot with that, didn't he? Because yeah. a lot of our fan face expectations. We're going to win the league in two seasons, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not football there. manager. Uh, but you're right about Dal da- Rimple and that. Like Scott Sellers, he just, yeah. he don't paint himself in glory, Terrible. does he? When you, some of the decisions that. What has he done and, before in football? So he was a City's Academy manager or something, wasn't he? Well, there you go, another open checkbook. Well, yeah, that's true. Harry. Ha- Gerard's been sacked by Villa. Get him in. So Neil's going to get him. Well, no, going to go there. My, 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 point, my point would be that you, you're almost tussling for a similar position, you know, because you've got two clubs in the West Midlands who are vying to sign the manager. 
mm. who would you pick over Wolves and Villa? I think if you look look at the long and short of it, you, you probably you would probably pick Villa over the two in terms of infrastructure and stadium yeah. and and all of that sort of thing. So you know that adds a, a little bit to it, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, Villa definitely. If you're looking at Wolves at the moment, it's it a is, mess, yeah. isn't it? The it's way we've handled these last few weeks with the Lopetegui thing awful. and flying to Spain, they must have had an inkling he was having personal problems. So to fly over to Spain, they just look silly in that situation. The Michael Beale situation, they're looking silly and desperate, and now they've had to come out and just say we're giving it to Davis um, yeah. until until the, the World Cup comes around. And Villa are hunting for, is it too short? I mean, we're not going to get someone like that. Are we all popped well, no, Who's your one? Bosch. It, Tom, you might know better than me. Is it Bosch? Um, yeah, the, he used to manage Ajax and Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, yeah. I think he he's turned it down as well. Bosch. Yeah, I don't Bosch, think he's going. I don't think he's very highly thought of. Though I think he's uh, he's a, again scraping the barrel. But I, think, worry, I guarantee Villa will ha- Villa will obviously have a manager in before we do. Now that we've you know Steve mm. Davis is going to be in until the new year, which means mm. that they will have a manager in place for that six week gap when the World Cup's in to work with their squad, and they will hit the ground running and they'll get away from the relegation zone. Mm. Don't worry, Tom. We're getting Rob Edwards in to help. So oh, good. Thank God. We're, 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 we're right. That's so, only the worst we're manager. The one, the one thing I would say about the managerial situation, I'm going to read these out now, is that, you know, we said uh, he's going to take us into 2023. So there's actually only seven games until 2023. Yeah. So less That's quite a lot of the season, though, Sam. Uh, yeah. We could, if we don't right. do one no, of them no, seven I agree. games, no, I, I agree. But sometimes it's like it, it sounds a lot more because... And we've already like had four, four under four week, him. Four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. It's a quarter so, of the season. Well, yes, no, I agree. It's Sorry. not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I'm working for Wolves now. But I completely <laughs> yeah. agree. I, but, however, what the thing I would say back to you, Tom, is that I think the football that we played under Steve Davis has been much better than what we've seen all season. Yeah, but you know, his the best thing on his CV is that he won the Johnson's Paint Trophy with Crew. <laughs> At least he won so, it. At least he won yeah, it. He did, yeah, of course he won it. You got to win That's it. That's great. Oh. I'm He's not taking anything away fan. from Steve Davis, but we've just we've just said about his man management, so the game management, that sort of thing. That's where you know that's why he's been a League One and National League manager, not a Championship or Premier League manager, because of that slight difference, unfortunately. And if no, I, somebody I like Rob Edwards said, or however, somebody comes into, however, you have just said how good uh, Mike Beale is by being insistent well only for, only I only said about his interviews I, I haven't watched the QPR game I couldn't tell you if they're any good right, the top of the championship though Sam I'm sorry if you're going to get onto this but we've got to mention it it's come out in the last hour that Scott Sellers is involved with substitutions and tactics now so we are sorted we, we're going to be top four yeah I don't know where you go with it's that not, I really don't it's I, just I, bizarre It's getting, it, it, we are becoming an absolute laughing stock <laughs> we actually are aren't we it's getting so I saw now. this on Saturday Harry uh, the Forest game. So because of where I, I sit behind the director's box, I always see Jeff Shee and all those other clowns that do the esports and music and whatever. They all come and sit <laughs> on the front row. Um, and then and Scott Sellers is with Jeff Shee on that front row. But on Saturday, as we were leaving the ground, he was sat in the sort of technical area, the analyst sort of bit, which is to the right of the director's box with headphones mm. in. So I think he's right. I think he's calling the shots. So I think they've made Scott Sellers sort of you know, overseeing everything football based. All the best managers, all of them through history, Cluffy included, always said the second the chairman got involved, they want nothing to do with it. Yeah. But Scott Sellers has made so many mistakes with the, he's involved in the recruitment side and now they think, oh, yeah. God, let's just get this bloke to sort out the tactics <laughs> on the pitch as well. 
he must be doing, he must have something over Jeff. You know what I mean? He must have some uh, private some information about him. We, yeah. He must have, maybe Huang gave him the pictures that he's got over Bruno. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was, two of them together. Um, Harry, uh, an interview came out today with Ruben Neves. And the thing that everybody picked up on, including me, and it made me made my blood boil. Um, so the question was, what do you think you'd be linked to Barcelona? He said, who, want, who wouldn't want to try Barcelona? I think it's a common question for all players. It's one of the biggest clubs in the world. Of course, it is always a privilege for me to be associated with clubs of this calibre. Now, I cannot tell you how angry I was to hear Why? him talk about another club like that. <laughs> in his Listen. second language when he's been asked the question. Jesus. Yeah, yeah so, so what you say the is... The timing's ridiculous, I am the, cap- I am the cap- I'm the captain of Wolves. My focus is Wolves. Thank you for your question. He hasn't said... Not, yeah, oh, everyone to loves to be linked. I, I wonder what it's like to play for Barcelona. Ask Adama Traore. He was there six mm. months ago. How did that go for him? Yeah, so listen, fine, ironically, on, let, let, Dan, let, let Dan come up, come back on that. I don't think it's particularly malicious what he said. It wasn't like he I said, "Oh, it's every boy's it's dream to play at Barcelona." It's, it's not malicious, baby. But not we're in Spanish. we're in a relegation battle, and why is he talking about moving to Barcelona when he's our One club captain? It's the timing of it. It's the timing. Of it. Catalan, yeah. come on. Well, let me bring, bring you in, in there, Dan. Come on. We'll... Uh, it's just one question you... interview. I wouldn't overly read into it. Is do you, he played oh, yeah. he bloody well your Tuesday football club? To, to, captain of your football club to, to come up with a better fucking answer than that. Mm. I expect him to play football on the pitch and not talk to journalists. Okay. Yeah. Just, why are they bother. bringing in that journalist oh, at the time when we're struggling yeah, as well? Why are they letting that interview happen? Like it's probably Scott Sellers' decision. But I'm going to bring Tom. Ironically, Tom, I'll bring you in there. I, I do agree with, with Bailey. So I think Neves has done enough talking on the pitch this season to, you know, we know he's going to leave, whether it's in January or at the end of the season. I know I know that it's not the right thing to do, but um, there's a lot well, of these the question, interviews as well. The question, that, that's the question. Is it the right thing to do? Well, there's a lot it's of not, these interviews as well I mean, that get taken be, out. Being honest, FC, is it? it it's Well, we, we are usually, but anyway, but uh, <laughs> too honest. But... Um, they get taken out of context. Remember in the summer with Neto, he's always wanted to play for Arsenal. He said it in an interview once. Why it was actually it? the Why context it? of it. But the context of it no, was he got forced. Who was your favourite team growing up? And he thought for ages and went, mm, Arsenal maybe. We don't know the context. We, we've only seen this written down. We haven't seen a video of Hang on, what Neto actually said. Why is he saying Arsenal? It's sensationalism. It's, it's the media stirring years. things up. They know that we're in trouble and they know that, that you know these kind of quotes can stir up a frenzy. I wouldn't read too much into it. No, no. Honestly, it made me angry that he didn't have the capability to say, thank you for the question. However, my focus is Wolverhampton. Oh, they don't, they don't do that, though, do they? If, well, if, you you do that, if you'd have been asked point. that question in Portuguese, you'd have probably told them the way to the swimming pool and the like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was very, very good with the protractor as well. Also. No, knowing Wolves, but, though, what will happen is we'll be 17th come the World Cup. We'll hit January and Scott Sellers will go, Neves, you know what? Go on loan to Barca for free. Yeah, no and, obligation. You know, just, like, go, go, just go, son. Yeah, you know. We'll pay your wages. Yeah, yeah. That's what it like Adama did. So I'm going to become a Barcelona fan when Adama goes back and never goes with him. <laughs> um, that's why I'm wearing this top. So I'm officially a it's Barcelona fan. It's the Wolves B team. In, in all fairness, I watched them play this season. They weren't, or like the end of last season, they weren't that great. But pe- people say they're in debt. They've spent loads of money. It depends what Couldn't debt it is. I mean, that's going into economics of football when you go into debt like that. I mean, Barcelona are never going to be in trouble realistically. Obviously, not qualifying for the knockout stage of the Champions League is a big blow. And if that's what Nevis wants to do, then fine. But I, I expect more from my club captain than oh, 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 it's yeah. so flattering. It's so flattering to be linked with Barcelona. It's like 
you, you get paid by Wolves. You should stick up for your team. You know, your teammates are going to watch this. And what, what will they think if you go, oh, no, it's, it's always a dream of mine to, to play for Barcelona. And, and also, that's not true. He's never said it before. Just yeah, but just to go on that, it's not like I watched. Obviously, I watched the clip, like like Bayliss and Thomas saying he did. He, after that, he did say, "Look, obviously, I'm going to do my all for walls." It's just the fact mm-hmm. they even let the interview happen for me. Your club captain yeah, talking a, about things like that when I'm struggling. We know he's going. Media management. Yeah, we know he's going, but why even let it happen? Because the fans are going to go mental, which they already are about everything else. So why just put more fuel on the fire? We know Neves will give his all on the pitch. We know what sort of person he is. He will give his all. He he does love Wolves, but we know he's going as well. But it's just, I don't blame Neves so much. He shouldn't have answered the question. He should have just said, oh, I'm at Wolves at the moment, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it weren't too bad. But it's it's whoever let the interview happen. It's whoever let it happen. They have obligations, don't they, to these media outlets. So, But the media outlet was that bloody... Who was the actual outlet who did the interview? Is that one, that that bloke, wasn't it, who just covers Portugal players? That's where I saw it. Yeah, it was Dazzling Dave. <laughs> Why let Dazzling Dave into that interview? I mean, come on. No, it shouldn't. No, can't string the sentence together. Right, let's... Um, where do we turn? So, so Leicester. Uh, Harry, no, where I do don't, we I don't. I mean, Sam, before that, before that, there's one other thing I want to talk about. Oh, go on. Raul Jimenez. To Club America. He's been linked with Club America now. So we've sent him to Mexico to recover from his injury. Correct. And now he's go- and now he's being uh, binned off to Club America. Or at least we, we handle everything so well. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think he'll go? I, I don't know. I think he's absolutely... So. He might as well retire. Well, there's an element of that, yeah. I love him so much, but I've just not seen it since... I'm so glad that he came back from that horrific injury because I, I didn't think we'd see him play again. Um, but it, it's not working out. Dan, you've always been the kind of person who went let sentiment set aside and go from there. Shouldn't really, should it? I mean, it's great that he's fine. That's it. I genuinely thought he died on that pitch. You know, yeah, no, I agree. Bad, the fact yeah, that he's played awful. football again is Terrible. unbelievable. Yeah. But sadly, the time's passed. And although Wolves fans are very thankful because he's done a lot for the club, especially in really yeah. great seasons, but he isn't going to help us going forward. So I think we've just got to say thank you. Take your lap around the pitch, have your applause. Off you go to, I assume he wants to go back to America, uh, to Mexico, right? To America. Yeah. So, yeah, fair enough. That's what you should do if he wants to go and be with his family and stuff. Tom, bring you in there. Yeah, agree. Uh, nothing really to add to it other than I'll be glad to see the back of his silly costumes. <laughs> <laughs> his hook. His hook, his mask, his eye patch. Well, his eye patch is his head guard in it. But, yeah. yeah. Creative, though. Just show me you ain't creative on the pitch and put the ball in it lately. Yeah. Well, look, let's finish off with um, Leicester. I mean, Harry, it's another huge game. It's a, a Midlands derby. It's another East Midlands team at home that we need to take three points off. Where do you start? I reckon Hugo Bueno has made more than a case to be starting left back. Yeah, it feels like the, the build-up to the Forest game all over again because we lost in the week to... Um, oh, Sam's died. Yeah, because we, because we lost in the week uh, against Palace, which a draw would have been wonderful. We, we're back in six-pointer territory. They've kicked on a bit, haven't they? They've they've won two, drawn one, and lost one in their last four. So they're picking up a bit of form. I I think they're going to be the favourites in my eyes. I don't know what the bookies are saying, but I think they'll be the favourites. That they, they put four past Forest, we could only put one past Forest. And if they turn up and they're on it, they're going to kill us. They're going to beat us quite easily. I think if we play like we did second half against Crystal Palace on the team, I would start Bueno. I'd put him in there. He, he's got to start after that performance and. 
we say it every week now with all the rumours of how unfit our squad is. Are we going to start that team again and pull off all our star performers after 60 minutes and lose the game? Probably. But I'd play the same formation as we did. I'd start Nunes, Babaka Traore in midfield. I'd, pr- I'd probably drop Pedence, to be honest. I think he was absolutely awful against Palace. So I'd just yeah, give him a go. Uh, Pedence <laughs> gave, gave away the ball about... I think he, he made one pass, which is the one he put through to Costa when he missed his chance. Every other pass he tried to make, he lost it or he'd dive on the floor like he'd been shot. Tom? The only thing I'd say about this team is that we've seen a lot of these young players coming in, but we haven't seen a an under-23 striker be added to the bench just as another option. That, Campbell, I, I don't follow the under-23s enough, but apparently Lee Harkin, is that his name? has looked quite good in under 23s games. So why not as another option, just put him on the bench, just let's see what else we've got uh, available to us and give him the last 10 minutes. We're going to lose the game. As Harry said, I think this is the point where the fans will turn against the board. I think things are going to look ugly. If I think we could comfortably lose this game three nil. And I think things will get quite toxic wow. in Molyneux. And uh, yeah, I, gen- I, t- I think Leicester are in a bit of a false position. Um, mm-hmm. they've, they've had a bit of a wobbly start to the season, but I think they're still a, a strong enough team with a good enough manager to get themselves well clear of danger. Um, and I think they'll they'll do a number on us uh, on Sunday. Do you know what Roger Clark's put in the comments? Lee Harkin is great, but smaller than Patent. How small is this man? He must be <laughs> the world's six. smallest man. The world's we've smallest got, squad. Are we we've, like we've Russian a, dolls? We've got a borrower up front. Hold on. Uh, Martin has put Martin because we just criticised Pedence. He's put Pedence is one of our top yeah. scorers. Martin, it's not hard, with, is it? At the moment, two. let's be honest. No, with two. two. So, Neves has got two. He's got forty percent of our goals. <laughs> I think fifty percent, isn't it? We've scored four. We scored four. Is he? Two. Two. We've scored two. Two for Neves, two for Pedence. We scored two in the League Cup. Right, right. League Cup. Oh, oh, in all competitions. Tom, you you tell oh, me. follow the League Cup. Maths, don't you? Outrageous. Uh, well, let, let's finish up. We won't do the betting odds and ticket news on that bollocks. Do you want oh, to read some comments? Oh, you got it. You are, you are, sorry, sorry. I didn't oh. think. You had... Oh, yeah. Do, do betting odds. Do betting odds. I'm actually oh, yeah, interested in this. We won't do ticket news. Odds, yeah. Yeah. Right. Better the week. Um, yes. Leicester are over two to one. Wow. Wow. Put it on. Two two on that. Put, your, put, put your mortgage right. on it. That's, that's, that's 11 to nothing. five on Skybet for Leicester. Wolves wow. five to four. So. Ridiculous. I don't watch Wolves. Get, get your money on. <laughs> no, clearly not. No, Soccer Saturday's doing the number. Um, the odds are weird as well. They're quite tight on scorecasts. Um, personally, I think we're going to lose. I've had 2 0 Leicester, Harvey Barnes, because he used to play for the Albion to score 95 to 1. Not bad. 2 1 Leicester with Madison scoring because he's a bit of a shit house as well. 50 oh, to 1. Good. Set um, only hope. Scratch out. A one nil draw and Costa gets his first one nil draw. We can't one do it. Oh, sorry, one nil win. My apologies. <laughs> Wolves get a one nil win, and uh, Costa gets the goals. Only thirty to one. Mm. But I, I'm on Tom's side here. I, I can't see us getting anything. Is that your prediction, Tom? Three nil Leicester. Two or three nil. Yeah, I think it's going to be. They've started playing a lot better in the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah no, they have. Too fair. I think we'll lose as well. Two one. Sam, you always say two one Wolves. Can you do a different score prediction today? Uh, I will go for five nil wolves. What's, what's that? <laughs> Jesus Christ! You, you, you went home and you said you had a drink. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, look, we'll leave it there for this week. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you have on the live stream, um, 
it's been good to have you company. Tom Rouse, it's been fantastic to get some uh, Wolves YouTube royalty uh, back in the room. <laughs> are you uh, returning, Harry... Tom? Your channel? No. You are. Come on. Nobody, nobody wants that. I've sold my camera. I've sold everything. I'm on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, got rid of it all. Nobody the camera you're holding right now looks pretty good to me. Well... <laughs> Stephen, you my favourite sheet YouTube okay. channel though. <laughs> big the big question for Tom Rouse as a Welshman is who's going to get further in the World Cup? Uh, what out of the out of our group? Out yeah. of my USA. group and your group, yes. I- Iran. <laughs> <laughs> and Iran. Have you sold your guitar, Paul? Someone said Wolf said Tom. Oh what? Sold your guitar? Have you sold no, your no, guitar? no. It's all about the guitar now. I thought you were going to sell your guitar to go to Qatar. Is that not true? No, 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 no. <laughs> no well, never mind. It's, it's a shame it's that it's in the it's in Qatar. Like it, I worked in Wales in 2016, and uh, like there was loads of people in the valleys just getting in camper vans and driving down to France for two weeks, and then just shagging each other probably. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's it's degenerated. Uh, we'll say goodbye, Terry Mansell. <laughs> Yeah, please subscribe if you haven't on YouTube. I'm, I'm still uh, on the YouTube grind, Tom, you see. <laughs> excellent. Yes. He's, he'll sell Don't sell him in his. Yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> no, buy subscribers. Uh, Dan Bayliss. That's the end of algorithm. Cheerio. And it's a big goodbye <laughs> from Tom Rouse. Bye-bye. Goodbye. See you, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network.